Hello, Oregon. It's Wednesday, October 28th. This is Elliot Noose with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. Critics say Oregon Department of Energy staff are ignoring state administrative rules to help developers of a proposed natural gas plant in Umatilla County meet a September 23rd deadline to begin construction, and in doing so, sidestep new environmental regulations. Developers of the proposed perennial wind chaser plant started clearing land for a road at the site near the city of Hermiston last month. But they did so illegally, without first obtaining a required stormwater erosion permit from the Oregon Department of Environmental Quality. The Department of Energy says the lack of that permit, identified as a construction requirement in the project authorization, has no bearing on whether the company met the deadline. Meeting that deadline, critics say, would allow developers to avoid millions of dollars in extra carbon emissions fees under global warming standards that Governor Kate Brown strengthened earlier this year. Columbia Riverkeeper, a conservation group, has formally threatened to sue the company under the Federal Clean Water Act, and it's seeking an investigation into the Energy Department. Inmates in Oregon's prisons have faced coronavirus infection rates nearly 10 times higher than Oregonians as a whole. So far, more than 1,200 inmates have tested positive, and 16 have died. 13 died in roughly the last two months alone, marking the disease's accelerated impact in a captive population often unable to physically distance to stay safe. A team of defense attorneys has filed legal complaints on behalf of over 230 inmates against the Oregon Department of Corrections or local jails for what they describe as a deliberate indifference to the health and safety of inmates. The court filings asked judges across the state to order prison and jail systems to implement a host of COVID-19 safety measures or release inmates back into society where they can better protect themselves. The first will go before a Multnomah County judge this week. Portland State University won't meet its own goal of transitioning to an unarmed campus police force by this fall. The campus security office needs to have eight sworn officers working before it can make the transition to allow unarmed officers to respond to calls in pairs, according to Willie Halliburton, the campus public safety chief. Two officers recently retired, while a third resigned, and that's thrown off the timeline. In a letter to students and staff on Tuesday, Portland State University President Stephen Percy said the university remains committed to the change. Students at Portland State have long lobbied to have guns removed from campus security, The issue took on new urgency when, in 2018, Navy veteran Jason Washington was killed by a campus police officer during a melee outside a bar near campus. The coronavirus pandemic has upended Oregon's Enchanted Forest, the nursery rhyme-inspired theme park outside of Salem. The Tofty family that owns and runs Enchanted Forest has launched a GoFundMe page in hopes of raising $500,000 so the park can survive the deadly virus that shuttered businesses across the country. The theme park didn't open as usual in the spring of 2020 because the pandemic's first wave was sweeping across Oregon. In late June, the state gave the go-ahead to allow visitors with a variety of restrictions, including keeping the park to about 10% of capacity. Enchanted Forest immediately sold out its first run of tickets. But the restrictions meant the park couldn't get into the black, the family says. Enchanted Forest is now closed with a planned reopening in the spring. The family said the park was thriving before the pandemic hit, but now it's taking on mounting debt. It's also auctioning memorabilia and artwork from the park's founder, Roger Tufty. Thanks for listening. You'll find more news at OregonLive.com 
And you can support our journalism with a subscription at OregonLive.com slash pod support.